And if you're still here after all these episodes, thank you for listening because you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion, a.k.a. our top five of the first hundred episodes. Well, it's not really top five. <laughs> um, for our little mini Q&A. After a hundred episodes, we've been asked a lot of questions. It's been two years. People are always like, who is your favorite guest, favorite band? So we've taken all those questions and we've narrowed them down to five. And we'll kind of go around the table here and ask each of us those types of questions to kind of get an idea of what we thought was the craziest stuff that's happened in 100 episodes. And uh, we've got that for you tonight if you want to listen to it. This will be like a midweek release, so don't worry. You're not getting this in place of anything. You're going to get your regularly scheduled discography discussion just as planned but this is just a little extra and this helps us answer some questions in a much bigger way than we would be able to individually so i hope you enjoy it i'm gonna lead right off and say dan what was your favorite band we talked about in the first hundred episodes oh that's rough man and it's easy for me to say something like hopes fall or zeo so i'm gonna avoid that because those are just like some of my favorite bands anyway you better not steal my answer asshole i'm not gonna steal your answer you fuck calm down (laughs) i've been asked this question before actually on a different podcast and i will say that probably my favorite band that we talked about that i wasn't familiar with all of their stuff was uh dillinger escape plan i found okay I found their stuff to be very much in line with what I loved, and they just fit like a glove for me, and they were one of my favorite bands to talk about. And one of the reasons was is just because they were super unpredictable and made me a little uncomfortable in places, and that's the kind of vulnerability I like whenever I'm checking out a band. I mean, obviously, like if you listen to that conversation over, I was really a huge fan of just the first album and had only skimmed the rest of it during my normal listening history so whenever we did the episode i had to listen to all of it and it definitely gave me a much newer appreciation for the band that i had before so i'd say they're probably my favorite band that we've talked about on the show so far it was definitely the contortionist i don't think that's going to come as a very big surprise to people who listen i've talked about the contortionist on a pretty regular basis on the show i liked the fact that i kind of opened myself up and was probably the most honest I've been on any of the episodes. You got to see more of who Jeff is, the person, instead of Jeff, the performing artist on a podcast who's being a a dickhole. It was just me at my, you know, my rawest and and being honest with everybody. So that's probably why it's my favorite band uh, is because I got to share a little bit of who I am uh, personally with everybody it'd be real easy for me to come in and say adam ship because we talked about adam ship real early in the podcast it would be even easier for me to say we listen to so much metal i loved talking about the offspring because it was a change of pace but the band i enjoyed talking about the most is deadsy Deadsy is a band that I really feel like I'm the only person that likes it, except for Dan. 
And then people just keep coming back to us saying, this was a great show. This was a great episode. Hey, guys, this podcast talked about Deadsy. You should listen to it. They're kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm glad that we got to talk about them, even though they're not strictly metal. Kind of got that industrial orgy type vibe going on. But they are something different. I don't know. They haven't given me any gifts lately. It's been quite a few years since we've gotten anything new out of Deadsy. Well, now that we got your favorite band out of the way, Jeff, what was your favorite guest of the first hundred episodes? Ooh, it's a tie for me, actually. Is that okay? I guess so. So it was definitely, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed talking to Matt Nas. Love that dude. I had so much fun on that episode. And uh, the tie with him was actually the guys from Not Beneath, Josh and Dan. Those guys were awesome. Had so much fun talking about Meshuggah with them. So those are, I really enjoyed myself on both of those episodes. Probably outside of the contortionist episode with me, open myself up. Those, uh, those two uh, episodes were just kind of talking. It was just like a bunch of guys talking, having fun and enjoying themselves. And I, and I really did. Uh, those are some super sweet guys. And I, I hope we get them back eventually. Well, I'd say my favorite guest on the show, this is hard because I've liked certain things about every guest, so to speak. So that's the politically correct answer. But I guess one of my favorite guests is a recurring guest, which would have to be Brandon Kellum of American Standards. And the reason for that is because Brandon was the first person that we ever talked to. Uh, Before Brandon, we didn't really have a plan in place for talking to guests on the show. And Brandon was the first person to reach out to us and be like, hey, uh, you guys want to do an episode? And at first we were kind of like, well, I mean, I guess. And then I heard his band. I liked it. And uh, Brandon, though, beyond that, just being the first guest or whatever, has been a recurring guest because Brandon gets what we do here. And whenever he shows up as a guest host, he really brings it. He does the research. He listens to the bands and gives his own unique perspective on it. And I like that in a guest because we don't have to prep him up. I can call Brandon anytime and be like, dude, you know, we're going to talk about such and such band. Are you in? And he'll always be like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I don't have to explain to him what we do on the show or anything like that. He's with it. And uh, his perspective is always unique and always a lot of fun. So I definitely enjoy having Brandon on the show. I agree. He was He's always uh, a pro's pro. Yeah, I mean, I even, you know, trusted him to replace myself uh, on the show whenever I my wife was having a baby. You know, because I was like, no, if, if anybody's going to bring it to the level that I feel like I try to bring it every week, it's Brandon, and there was no question about it, and it turned out great. I want to say Chad Kent, because Chad is my favorite drummer of all time. Chad broke several rules on this podcast. It's not his fault. It's our fault, because he was more of an interview. It was an opportunity to talk to somebody that we all enjoyed listening to, a record the crash of 47 that we still listen to especially me weekly that was more of an interview and we're definitely going to have him back on the show when he wants to talk about striper but the person that i would say is my favorite guest has been james rolf he's been on several times he went out of his way to talk to us about judas priest the day after he went to the show he loved talking about black sabbath 
Rob Zombie blew it out of the water, and I'm ready for him to come back and keep talking to us about bands that he likes. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I mean, that that's going to be exciting, and we'll definitely try our best to get James back on the show as soon as we can. Yeah, that's you know that's the fun slash challenging part is uh, we really haven't had a bad guest, so to speak, for the most part. So it's nice being able to shed light on uh, on all these guys because they've all been great to us. Well, what was the conversation that surprised you then? Easily. Uh, it was more of the response to the, to the conversation that we had, and that would be uh, the Nine Inch Nails conversation. Was not expecting to get a... I got a little bit of blowback, and I was kind of surprised. But, uh, yeah, so that's definitely the most surprised that I have been. It, the... Uh, constructive criticism that I got off of that episode uh, caught me a little off guard so that's easily the the most surprised that I've I've been uh, really for anything on this podcast we talked about mindless self-indulgence with Matt Nas I was very surprised that Dan showed up that day (laughs) but the Scott Mellinger conversation where we initially talked to him about neurosis I was frustrated at points that it was going so far off track that I didn't think we were going to have a usable episode at a couple places. But what it turned into was a very old school discography discussion way of approaching the conversation where we talked about a band with someone and also got a piece of their perspective on life, which gave insight into the band we were talking about. And I feel like we got more of Scott in that conversation than we got about Neurosis. And that was a first for us. Actually, that might have been a second, because we kind of had the same situation with Travis Turner, now that I think about it. Yeah, the Travis Turner one was crazy. That's not This is not my response to the question, but the Travis Turner one was definitely one of those, like, we're supposed to be talking about death, but there's so much other stuff. It's like the conversation was fighting us the entire time. I think back then we didn't have as solid of a format as we do now. You know, that was episode 10. So, you know, 100 episodes later, we kind of have a better idea of what we're doing over here. But, uh, yeah, that one was actually pretty surprising, like some of the places the conversation went. And I wouldn't change any of it for the world because some of the stories that we shared on that and the Scott Mellinger episode, you know, were were worth it and kind of gave people a picture of, who we are, who the guest is, and I think it all just melded together really well. That was episode 12. Oh, was it 12? I thought it was 11. Uh, Brandon Kellum was episode 10. That's what it was. I would say that the conversation that surprised me the most, I mean, it's got to be the Azalea dying conversation with John Beatty. Like, it just has to be. Your Honor, I object to this insider trading. It's (laughs) It's <laughs> okay. So it's this conversation was almost four hours long in the form that we released it. The actual conversation was closer to five and a half hours. There was a lot of talk removed from the podcast that was completely off topic. If you want to talk about the conversation fighting us to stay on track, that's absolutely what this episode was. But there's a few things that are notable about it. The first thing is that we didn't just talk about Asley dying, but we talked about Christian metalcore overall. 
the evolution of it. You know, we talked a lot about Haste the Day. I was just, I sent John a text the other day being like, dude, that Asley Dying episode, we spent a half hour talking about Haste the Day for some reason. And we talk about a lot of the bands that were around Asley Dying, the bands that influenced Asley Dying. And we went through the whole thing. But the thing that surprised me the most is how much we talked about, you know, whether or not we would support the band with Tim and his convictions and being out of prison. And we speculated a lot about whether the band was ever going to get back together or not. And then the band essentially answered that question like for the us. next day, like the next day, the next day they post this video. It's like a teaser 30 seconds and it shows somebody picking up the microphone and we're like, no way, no way. And then like our listeners were like, screenshotting individual people's hands and matching their tattoos up to people that were in the band prior and we were just like holy shit like they're actually going to get back together and pretty much everything that I said on the episode was wrong about whether they were going to get back together or not so I think that to me is super surprising because we had no idea and I was asked after we did that episode if we knew like if we had any kind of inside information and the answer was always no we just decided to do Ashley dying this week just like we would have decided to do any other band any other week first time that we were really newsworthy people started flocking to that episode right after the announcements came out totally shocked i had no idea that that's how that was going to go down you should have lied to him dan say yes we knew exactly what was going on I feel like a lot of what you just said applies to every conversation we've had with Stephen Mark Sorrow. Oh, man. We went off track. We came back on track. We talked about Christian metal. We went back off of track. And at the end of the day, we were all buds. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things about this podcast is that we stay friends with all the people that we talk to. Always stay in constant communication. And that's, to me one of the most satisfying things about doing a podcast about getting to meet new people meet new people from your basement how about that we live in a wonderful age of technology now where we get to talk to people we never thought we were going to get to talk to the internet is a wonderful thing totally i feel like we talked about that very subject over 10 years ago with vaughn gregory from grave forsaken yeah and it was a privilege to bring him back and talk to him again about one of his favorite bands, Tourniquet. Absolutely. That was a fun one for sure. So what was the band that changed your mind in the first hundred episodes of this show? So a band that changed your mind in that you thought they were going to be good and then they weren't, or a band that you thought was going to be bad or they weren't. I think we should do an example of each. Oh, I just think you pick an either or. Which one shocked you the most? All right, well, I'm going to give both the answers i think because there's two different bands i can think of the first one obviously is cannibal corpse i think we can all agree on that it was like 14 albums and i was like oh god i don't know if i want to do this because i was literally envisioning every single album to sound like butchered at birth 14 times and i had heard other cannibal corpse you know after that but whenever we sat down and did our deep dive I was really surprised that everything after Vile, it was like a different band. And they were doing all the cool shit that I like for death metal bands to do while still having those crazy, gory, fucked up lyrics. And I found that really, really enjoyable overall. 
and I, I think with Cannibal Corpse, they just completely changed my mind, and I came out of it a true believer and like an actual fan of the band as opposed to a band that I just kind of knew stuff about. And I would say on the opposite of that would be Mushroom Head. Over the years, I've listened to Mushroom Head, and I've heard songs. I've liked songs by Mushroom Head. I've liked certain albums by them. I've kind of followed them. But the truth is, is when I sat down and listened to all that shit all at once, I was like, okay. When you put it all together, it's just a giant tapestry of bullshit. And I couldn't stand it, and it upset me, and I went into the episode thinking it was going to be super positive and, like, talking about how great the band was. But after listening to all the albums, I was just like, I can't really find a great thing to say. There's so many missed opportunities, so many things that they could have done that they didn't do, and so many things that they did that they should not have done. So it just left me feeling like, oh, man, I can't do this. This band is too much for me. And it ended up being a really negative episode, and I was really surprised by that. My answer may be the most recent. Fit for a King. We listened to Dark Skies on Patreon back in September, and I liked it. I really enjoyed listening to it, and I was really worried that this was just a modern-sounding metal band that had a whole lot of wannabe asking Alexandria shit in the background, I didn't expect that when we did an episode about the band that I would have as much fun listening to it as I did. Because it wasn't just that. It was a lot of pieces of metal that I like, even the modern ones, and it didn't let up. There was no downside to listening to Fit for a King. I'm glad to hear that, because I really like them. My uh, positive surprise is definitely uh, on the same lines as Dan. Cannibal Corpse, after Chris Barnes left, is amazing. Corpse Grinder is the man. Enough said. And I'm trying to think as far as like a negative feel, like after listening to something. There's a couple of them that kind of pop in my head. But I think the one I'm going to have to go with is uh, actually an episode that I wanted to do. And that was Iced Earth. I, I was uh, kind of a pretty big honk on Iced Earth for a while. But listening to their entire disc- discography, like in a sitting, it is lackluster, unfortunately. It not what I thought I was going to get. I thought that I was like, yes, I picked out an awesome power metal band. We're going to kick some ass. And it totally fell flat. And I've never changed my mind on a band or convinced myself to change my mind with a couple of buddies like this ever before. That's the first time where I went into something thinking that, yes, this is going to be a great episode. And then walking out thinking, well, it was still a great episode, but I'm not nearly as big of a fan as I thought I would be after the fact. Yeah, fuck you, by the way, for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that was a whole lot of listening, guys. I'm sorry. I heard two albums by that band and was like, I guess it'll be fine. And then, oh, my God, it was not fine. (laughs) No, it was not. Something wicked indeed. This way comes. Before we answer the last question, I'm going to try to lead everyone into their answer by saying if you had a limited cellular data connection 
and you could download one episode of this podcast and listen to it, what's the one episode you would go back and listen to? Oh, it's easy for me. Without even a second thought, it's definitely the End Flames episode. And it's mainly because that was back when Dan used to do these epic rants and the best rants. And I had a pretty decent couple when did on he there stop too. Stop doing those epic rants. Oh, you're gonna tell me that he has epic rants now like he did on that In Flames episode? Are you telling me I need to have more epic rants? <laughs> Maybe. You you've only had a handful of them since then in, in the last what? That's like a year and a half, two years ago. I like to think when Dan has an epic rant, it means something. I, I was gonna it say it doesn't happen every single week. I was gonna say I don't hate everything I listen to. So this was just it takes quite a bit to get me on that level. And by quite a bit, I mean quite a bit of alcohol. Well, it's not only quite a bit of alcohol. You also had one of your favorite bands essentially turn into bubblegum pop for the, the dollar sign, which is fine. But they kept on telling everybody that they were, oh, yeah, we're heavy, we're heavy. Bullshit, you guys are horrible now. Although the new single is starts out heavy. And then gets bubblegummy. So we'll see how that goes on the new album. I think my ploy actually worked in this case because I was going to ask Jeff what his most insane moment of the first hundred episodes was. Yeah, same same episode. <laughs> it's right, but what was your most insane moment from that episode? The rant. The fucking rants were great on that episode. Which one? There were like three of them. I thought it was pretty insane talking to Toby Wright. We got to meet the man. I think that for me, it's got to be episode 45. All about thrash metal with Rob Rivera of Nonpoint. And the reason for that is that it starts off like a relatively normal conversation between a bunch of dudes that like thrash metal. And that's totally cool. But towards the end of it, Rob and I start kind of trying to one-up each other as to who can mention the most obscure thrash metal or death metal band and at one point we issue a challenge which we haven't delivered on yet where we're like you know what we're going to do metal APCs and whoever can come up with the most obscure band names gets to be the host of the show and I'll never forget what Rob said he goes well it looks like I'm going to be the host of a podcast here really soon (laughs) and uh, yeah I mean I hope we can get that together at some point I know we've had Rob on again after that but that was to talk about his band Nonpoint, but that episode's really insane for me, and it's kind of fun hearing somebody that is as big of a nerd as I am, albeit massively much more successful, you know, to kind of get down on that level with me, and we can be all like, well, yeah, but what about this band? Well, what about that one? And, you know, and then we start making rules at some point about how it has to be in the United States, okay? It can't be, you know, obscure. Twitch Jeff's like, well, I guess I'll go take a piss for an hour. And uh, it just got really fun (laughs) to do that back and forth. And so that was kind of insane for me because typically my level of nerddom on this podcast is is unmatched. And in this case, I definitely met my match and was pretty humbled by it. And I think the most mind-blowing part of that episode when he was like, you guys listen to Believer? And I was like, hell yeah, I listen to Believer. He's like, okay, well, what's what's this track called on this Believer album? Oh, shit, the song's called Nonpoint mind blown I had never made that connection before and he just blew my mind right there on the podcast for all you guys to hear 
You can hear my brain seeping out of my ears for the rest of the episode. <laughs> the guilty pleasure of the first year we were doing this podcast was episode 22, where we talked about Pantera. And we called it the Dantera Spectacular. I don't remember how it started finding its way into the podcast that Dan just did not like Pantera. And it turned into this massive get-together of guests, friends, other podcast hosts. It featured Aaron Custerer. It featured Brandon Kellum, Josh Toomey, Eric Hall. And everybody was trying to convince Dan to change his mind. And nobody could. My mind was changed by Dan. And isn't that interesting? (laughs) And then at the very end, to bring back Josh, the secret weapon, my only secret weapon, for the episode to end with everybody just giving in to what Dan thinks, it was kind of a metaphor for life, I think. And it was fucking insane. Don't you forget it. (laughs) One of the biggest things was... From the beginning, the first time I mentioned on the show that I didn't like Pantera, it got people up in arms. And it's funny because I feel like we ran with it really, really hard because it was so funny. It had such a visceral reaction from people. And part of our job as podcasters is to be entertaining. So we really hit on that. And the thing about the Pantera episode is that we wanted to take all of that negativity that had been thrown my way about it and just make the episode about that. It was supposed to be more of a roast of me than it was a episode about Pantera. It was just so funny how it ended up being an argument and a debate. And from that moment on, there's still people that'll send me messages like, hey man, I really agree with you with what you said about Pantera on this episode. And there's an equal number of people that are like, dude, It was really hard for me to keep listening to your podcast after some of the shit you said about Pantera. And to this day, people still bring it up. We just got a comment on YouTube the other day about it. That just blows my mind in in 2019 that somebody's still going back and listening to those 2017 episodes and really digging deep in. And I just think it's incredible. And as a little anecdote, to this day, Joshua Toomey of the Talk To Me podcast will only refer to me either on his own show or anytime he's referring to me at all it's always referred to as dan tara he can't let it go and it is hilarious to me i even he sent me some fucking stickers some talk to me podcast stickers and whenever i got the envelope in the mail it was addressed to dan tara at my address and i was like oh man this is never gonna this is never gonna end this is something that's gonna follow me the entire rest of the time we do this show Hopefully the past 30 minutes has answered at least some of the questions you may have as a listener. If it didn't, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter at Discuss Metal, and you can ask all the questions you want. If you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon. The links will be in the show notes, just like they are in every show. We have individual album reviews. Dan's about to do his 21-album marathon of underground metal bands that he found at a thrift store. And Movie Mosh is coming in 2019. Thank you very much for listening. And get ready for the next episode. Now.